Impact is the podcast of Performance Development Group of Malvern, Pennsylvania. In each episode, we talk with colleagues and experts about the talent development challenges facing business today. My name is Rich Mesh, and welcome to Real Impact. Talent is one of the most valuable assets an organization has, especially in today's knowledge economy. And while most organizations have employee recognition programs, the simple truth is that many of them don't work. We'll discuss that and the challenges of virtual employee recognition with Sam Genegas, author of Recognition Rebooted, a smarter approach to employee recognition. Today, we are talking with Sam Genegas. Sam, thank you for joining us. Hello, it's great to be here. Sam, I really enjoyed your book, Recognition Rebooted, and I'm curious, what are some of the challenges that you've seen in employee recognition programs that made you feel that recognition actually needs to be rebooted? Rich, there are several challenges. One of the main things is there's a lot of recognition activity happening out there, so that's not really disputed. What is occurring, though, is employees still aren't feeling recognized in spite of that. In fact, Gallup came out with a poll that said 65% of North American employees would say that they have not been recognized a single time in the past year. And that is curious to me because we also know that 75% of organizations actually have recognition programs. And so why that matters and impacts all of us is because employees who don't feel recognized are twice as likely to quit in the next year. And that leads me to another question. I think we all probably sort of intrinsically feel that employee recognition is a good thing. We like our coworkers and we want them to succeed, but business doesn't really measure success by things being intrinsically good. They, they measure success based on business results. You talk about how effective employee recognition is also good for business. What are some ways that employee recognition drives the business? So many ways. First of all, companies have historically not been shy about spending money. So we have these recognition programs, but as we know, it's floundering and wasting resources. In fact, only 14% of organizations actually provide necessary training and tools. So our leaders have been highly underserved in this area of getting recognition right. And so waste, that's why some of the resources are being wasted. And second of all, many of us have experienced regrettable turnover. So those who don't feel recognized are twice as likely to quit, as we mentioned. So losing someone or the fear of losing our star and performers is costly. And that's uh, disruptive to the work, the team, it's expensive to recruit. So getting recognition right can save on retention as well. In addition, Gallup, you've seen probably seen the Gallup poll of 34% of North American employees are actually engaged. And that number, I've never been okay with that number. And Rich, I don't imagine that you are either or any of our listeners. The best part, though, is we do have some influence that can help drive business. And that includes we know that teams who receive praise increase their productivity, can increase it up to 31%. And that managers who focus on strengths can actually eliminate some of that active disengagement and significantly increase engagement. So being smart about recognition can save some money and increase engagement and productivity. We've heard that a lot of organizations have problems because they don't recognize their employees or they don't have recognition programs in place, but it sounds like there are still problems with companies that do have recognition programs. And you talk about a number of those in your book. One of the things you do talk about is 
public recognition. A lot of organizations love doing public recognition. They love pulling people up on a stage and saying, you know, Sam did a great job this month and we really want to recognize her. And you talk in your book about how that's not necessarily a good thing. When we think, we typically our recognition as we know it, most of us think of two things. First, we think, what reward can I get them? And we'll talk about that later. And also, which public situation can we make sure that we emphasize this person's uh, recognition? So it's normal and it's, and, and it's common and it's what we're used to doing. One of the reasons that is less effective is in, in my conferences or trainings, I typically ask people, what their preference is in terms of being recognized. I enjoy and prefer being recognized in public. Generally speaking, it, it either matches the population or it's less than that, meaning about 50% of the population is introverted. And what that means is they don't like to be the center of attention. And so public recognition can sometimes have the opposite effect. And what I've heard from some people uh, who, ha- who are more introverted is they actually cringe at that. They don't look forward to seeing that on the agenda. And it can actually be demotivating rather than motivating. So recognition tends to be biased toward extroverts. And so it starts to peel the onion as to why recognition isn't effective because we are recognizing people in ways that they don't like. And that's not really going to inspire people's full effort or inspire how they feel about their jobs, which is really the main reason for recognition. So for some people, we feel like we're rewarding them, and actually what we're doing is punishing them. Exactly. And speaking of rewards, you do talk quite a bit about rewards in your book. And I know in many organizations, recognition is often done by what I'll call the trinket approach, where the recognition, there's a lot of small gifts. There's gift cards, there's merchandise with the company logo stamped on it. And a lot of companies do uh, length of service awards where you're recognized on your work anniversary. And you do talk quite a bit about why rewards-based recognition can be problematic. Why is that? Well, this is another area that that uh, could use a reboot, frankly. When I think about rewards, the first thing I want to I, I like to say is that they can be great. You know, who doesn't love a gift or maybe a gift shop gift card or even something from the company catalog? If that's offered to me, I will absolutely take it. But the question is, is it really effective in the way that we're delivering it? So rewards are not the same as recognition. We treat them the same because that's what we're used to. But our rewards-driven culture, unfortunately, is powered our recognition programs then become powered by the people deciding the budget rather than the manager who has the direct knowledge of the work. So Unfortunately, what's happening is our decision to recognize someone often begins with whether or not we have a budget. And a lot of people ask me about anniversary awards, Rich, and I would like to add for some people, they are incredibly meaningful. At some companies, they can be really meaningful. And if that is the case for you, don't change a thing. For the rest of us, it really is an undisputable milestone, and they don't really reflect you're making a difference at the company. There are a couple of concerns to consider in your own organizations on whether this is working for you and whether you want to make a change. And one of the main concerns about anniversary awards is that it is the main form of recognition in most organizations. For some, that can be meaningful, but for others, it can be really confusing message because this may sound harsh, but how meaningful is an anniversary award for those of us who might get the same thing as everyone else uh, or celebrating the same milestone if you are standing next to someone who's a difficult employee, for example, or someone else who typically doesn't pull their weight on a project. So it doesn't have as much meaning then. Um, Most damaging of all, though, once 
and if anniversary awards are the main form of recognition in companies, then a recognition box sort of gets checked where we feel like we've done recognition, it was an event, HR took care of that, and then we sort of let it go for the rest of the rest of the year. So for meaningful recognition to occur, it actually has to be truthful, and uh, we'll talk a little bit later about how we can make it meaningful for people through methodology. So it sounds a little bit like what we're saying to people is, congratulations, you managed to get through another year without getting fired. That's exactly right. You've made it through another year. Good job. I think a place a lot of organizations get caught up is they feel like recognition programs will be expensive and they don't have the budget for it. But when I hear you talk about it, Sam, it sounds like recognition programs don't have to cost anything at all. So true. I I had one client say to me, Sam, we need to recognize our employees, but we don't have a budget. And my response to him was, now we're getting somewhere. One of the things I think we can all do to start reframing the way we think about recognition is to imagine recognition as if you had no budget. Now we're now, and for some companies, I know that's not a stretch. Some companies don't have a budget. So when we think about it that way, it comes down to the way we're communicating and the way we're actually delivering recognition to our teams. So it sounds like one of the core concepts of employee recognition is providing feedback. And in your book, you talk about an easy tool available to any leader called the TIPS process, and it's very focused on giving specific feedback. Can you talk just a little bit about how the TIPS process works? Oh, I'd be happy to. I have found, and I'm sure you would agree that there's few things as powerful as a simple act of letting someone know when their work made a difference. That simple, powerful act is rarely occurring. So instead, we're giving rewards. And the problem with that is they become they become the recognition instead of actually that simple, powerful act. So Gallup took a poll on employee recognition, and they asked the question, for meaningful recognition, who do you actually want to hear from? And the poll in this order was, first of all, we want to hear from our managers. Second, another leader or CEO. Third, my manager's manager. Fourth, customers. And after that, peers. So consider what you're doing in your own organization and whether or not you can move this more to managers. Except managers needing, uh, for recognition to be effective, people need to hear from their manager more. But we know that managers don't need another to-do on their list. They don't need one more thing along with their performance reviews, their client deliverables, a customer that needs help, um, and their manager. So I developed this tool to make it smart, doable, small effort, high payoff, which is one of my favorite things to offer to leaders, busy leaders. And it's called TIPS. And at the heart of TIPS, is finding out two things before we recognize someone. And that is, you know, you, you some valuable impact that they had, one specific thing that they did, and what the impact was. So one specific thing, what the impact was, and then you communicate it to them. The TIPS model is the way that we communicate. And the TIPS is an acronym. And it stands for being truthful. What impact did it have? Was it personal? sincere and specific. Let's walk through a really quick example. So a typical example we might use in organizations is, hey, thanks, Sophia, for training Sujan on SAP this week. I know you've been busy and I appreciate it. Nothing wrong with that. That's wonderful. I got thanked. It's, it's very confirming and it's kind of an everyday, polite and kind way to behave to one another in an organization. Let's use that same example using the TIPS model and then we'll break it down. So it might look something like this. Hi, Sophia. I want to pay you a compliment. 
thank you for training Sujan and SAP this week. I know you've been busy, and Sujan told me how helpful you were. Because of your thoughtful training, he can now fully access and input his new client information. And now there's a lot more accuracy and ease for the rest of us on S, uh, who on the team who work on SAP. So great teamwork. I'm so grateful for your help. Thank you. Let's break that down with the tips. So that's the difference between the first one and the second one. In the second one, I found that we had this specific example. So instead of thank you for training him this week, thank for training on SAP this week. And then the impact is he can now fully access it and there's more accuracy and ease. And then we put the others together. I kept it personal because I didn't include anyone else when I recognized Sophia. I didn't include other people who've trained other people on SAP, for example. And when we are specific with an example, then we come across as sincere because people will believe you if you actually give a specific example. So for it to be meaningful, instead of, thank you, Simon, for working over the weekend on the proposal, I appreciate it. You might say, thank you, Simon, for working Sunday, pushing out the final numbers. It made all the difference in getting it to them, and now we'll hear from them on Friday instead of delaying it another week. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. So we added that impact, and we added this very specific thing. That's what it can be, you know, you think about how would you feel if you heard that kind of a specific compliment or recognition on a routine basis, or how do you think your team might feel, feel when they get that? So it can be that simple and energizing. Well, and I do think one of the biggest frustrations a lot of people have is they're not really sure if the work they're doing is actually making a difference. And so what I'm hearing you say is just letting people know they made a difference and how they made a difference is a big part of recognition. It's a huge part. In all of my research, the impact part, the I in tips, this is the piece that goes missing when we deliver recognition. So we're spending so much money and time and effort on new creative approaches, Googling what new is this company doing, what benchmark can we try, when what people really want to hear is A, from their manager, that their work makes a difference. And then using a tool like this can help you do that. So people are hungry to hear that their work makes a difference. And what's nice is another way to drive business results is when you tell people the impact that they made, when we tell people that, we're reinforcing what's important in our own business. And we can keep doing that as we tell people the impact and the value they're delivering in their work through a method like this. I'd like to talk a little bit about offering recognition virtually. For people listening in the future, right now it is May of 2020. And we are in the midst of a pandemic. And as a result, an awful lot of businesses who maybe aren't used to doing business virtually are forced to do it virtually because they don't have a lot of other choices. But the reality is, is that business continues to get more and more virtual. People have team members who are in other cities or other countries. They're in different time zones. How do we need to adjust our approach to recognition to deal with the virtual world? Oh, so true. That is a concern of all of ours is helping our team stay connected to us as a leader, to the team, to the business, keeping them engaged with that. And think in terms of your one-on-one virtual meeting. So a lot of people do have one-on-one virtual meetings. The, a method like this, when if we know that at least half the population doesn't like to be publicly recognized, and that includes 
on Zoom with the rest of the team, so or or Microsoft Teams or whatever system you're using, if you consider that, then we naturally um, this is actually a good time to incorporate more of the one-on-one kind of feedback with your team members. I have a I have clients who actually incorporate that in their one-on-one meetings. So we meet every two weeks. I'm going to make sure I add one thing that they did a value that week. I'll go through the tips method, and then you continue to reinforce. So adding this virtually is easy to do and in fact recommended. I have a couple of memes and one meme actually ends it with do it for the introverts. <laughs> so for no other reason, we know that this is actually going to be very doable uh, virtually and it helps. It absolutely helps connect people. Now I think I want to get a, a t-shirt made that says do it for the introverts on it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Sam, I think there's a lot of people who believe in what you're saying and would really love to change the recognition program in their organization, but they probably feel a little bit helpless because the formal recognition program is probably driven several levels above them and they don't really have a lot of influence over that. So what would be your recommendations for a person who may not have a lot of authority but really wants to make a difference? Uh, So often we hear the tall order let this transform your organization. And for me as a busy leader, I, w- I hope that eventually my, the outcome of my work helps transform my organization, but it's a tall order when I want to just use a simple tool like recognize my team member. So one simple thing that everyone can do is remember, think about recognition as if you had no budget. Think globally, always thinking about what's good for your business and then act locally. Work with your own team. Just start with your team. Start using tips and recognizing them on a routine basis and you'll watch how your team truly will feel appreciated over time and even feel better about their job and then team culture adjusts to even a more positive and energizing culture all the more important as we are working virtually and then while you're at it you're going to also notice your own leadership grow as you continue to reinforce that impact and what's important in your organization and reflect that back to your team member. Now, Sam, as I read your book, I found myself nodding a lot, but I have to admit there was one point where I stopped and I said, I'm not so sure I agree with what you're saying here. (laughs) So let me ask you, I think we can all agree that many of the critical tasks in business are accomplished by teams and many organizations, when they do recognize, recognize teams rather than individuals. And I noted in your book that you said you really need to recognize at the individual level. Why should we not recognize teams? Why should we recognize individuals? That is a great question. And sometimes it can work. Team recognition can work. But what I'd like to talk a little bit about is sometimes we're incorporating a couple of agenda items into one thing. What we're often trying to do when we recognize a team is, and it's usually in a meeting, right? What we're trying to do is create some energy, have a feel-good moment, celebrate that a project got done. And of course, we should be doing those things in, in some format. What I would suggest is strongly consider before you recognize an entire team in front of a group couple of things. Are you trying to do a team building exercise? And if you are, then call it team building and by all means have lots of fun and celebration. Or are you really trying to recognize and reinforce the work that actually got done and separate recognition from team building? Because remember, we don't want that box checked. We want to be judicious about our recognition and we want to really inspire the way people feel about their job. We want to inspire people to reinforce that positive thing. So 
ask a couple of questions before you routinely recognize a team in front of another group. And a couple of things. Remember, half the population does not like to be recognized in front of other people. So you might already alienate a couple of people and say that really wasn't energizing to them. The other piece is if you choose team recognition, consider did everyone on that team actually pull their weight? Did they pull their weight? And are you honest about that? So if you have someone on the team maybe who didn't pull their weight or they weren't a great team player, difficult to work with, the recognition is going to become greatly reduced to those who did pull their weight. It'll feel watered down. And you can expose yourself as a leader if you put someone in this group in front of the team, in front of the whole team, and everybody might know that maybe one person didn't pull their weight. So it's embarrassing to that person, and it could be embarrassing to the team. I hope that doesn't happen very often, but at the least, remember, not everybody wants to be in front of the person. So I would just ask you consider, was that a fully functioning and healthy team? Because remember, for recognition to be meaningful, when you use the tips, it is sort of a self-correcting and science-based and well-researched methodology that there's a reason truthful is one of them, because for it to be meaningful, it has to be truthful. So thank you for your work. We couldn't have done this without you, and here is why. That has to really be truthful. Otherwise, it's demotivating to other people. And as we approach the end of our podcast, what's the one idea you'd like to send our listeners away with? If you could say only one thing about rebooting employee recognition, what would you want people to think about? Reflecting to employees when their work matters is of critical importance. And it starts with you modeling this in your own behaviors at no, uh, modeling this in your own organizations. It's of no cost. And to consider these cautions and these tips and whether or not that is working for you and what adjustments would you like to make. Bringing this back in can help everyone in your organization learn this so that it can be more of an everyday occurrence regardless of what recognition you have going on in your organization because ultimately you want to inspire your team's full effort and keep your best people. And in a world where talent matters more than ever, where people matter more than ever, I think the work you are doing is very, very important. Sam Janigas, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Real Impact is produced by Performance Development Group. For more information on us, please visit our website at www.performdev.com.